as life goes on, I'm starting to learn more and more about responsibility. And I realize that everything I do is affecting the people around me. So I want to take this time out to apologize for things that I've done and things that haven't occurred yet and things that they don't want to take responsibility for. Sorry for the times that I left you home. I was on the road and you were alone. I'm sorry for the times that I had to... Hello. Welcome to Let Me Talk My sh I'm your host, Dr. Kweku Ananse. Yes, I am a doctor. I'm a doctor of philosophy. This is the show where we speak our truth. If there's something to be said, we say it here. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is season two, episode one. That I did not say, like how you are the best thing in my world, and how I'm so proud to call you my girl. Before we get into our conversation, let's introduce our guest for today. We have here with us Madam Starry, the witch doctor. Hey, everybody. Greetings, Madam Starry. Greetings. You know, how's the new year been treating you? Very good. Did you get any prophecies on January 1st? We're not here, but did you get any prophecies for the new year? No, I don't have any prophecies. No? No. Do you think Russia is going to invade Ukraine? Yes. Okay. So that's a prophecy there for you. So for, for our listeners who, who missed the whole of season one, what should we expect from you? I think they can expect an interesting point of view, one that's very balanced, one that takes into account um, spirituality. Is there any magic to expect? <laughs> yeah. And lots of magic. Lots of magic? Yeah. Is it real magic or witchcraft? It's the same thing. Okay. And then we have here another guest, our other guest, Don Jorge. Greetings, Don Jorge. Season two, A. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, 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 for listeners who, who happen to miss the whole season one, what should they expect from you, Don? Well, I just recommend them to go check out season one, then. I don't need to explain myself at this point. Okay. So, so your advice is to check out season one and formulate an opinion about you. Exactly. If you want the old me, then check out the old me. Okay. And la last question. <laughs> so, is Russia invading Ukraine? Is there any prophecy? Uh, let's hope not. This year? Let's hope not. <laughs> okay. So, you're going with the let's hope not. Not yes yet, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And we have here our last guest for today. Returning to from season one, Mr. Carlos. Greetings, Mr. Carlos. Hello. I'm happy to be here. So for our listeners who, who happen to miss season one, what can they expect from you? Tell us a little bit that they can expect to hear. Well, you know, they can uh, expect a contrarian point of view. Um, they can expect uh, a generally unpleasant demeanor. And they can expect, um, you know, some interesting factoids, mostly sourced from the Wall Street Journal. You think Russia is going to invade Ukraine, yes or no? Madam Stari says yes. Don Jorge says, you know, he hopes not. What do you think? Uh, well, I think that if it happens, it's going to happen in the beginning of March. So my guess is within the month, we would see the invasion. But um, will it happen? 
Will it happen? I think there will be fighting. I'm not sure there's going to be a full-scale invasion, but there's going to be some fighting. There's going to be, you know, some negotiations from maybe some strong, uh, you know, points of, uh, you know, an uh, in international diplomacy from Putin's standpoint. Maybe he'll take a, you know, a small portion of Ukraine, or he'll be able to exact uh, some concessions or, you know, um, some uh, some stuff in the negotiations. Okay, so but I think that. there will be fighting. I'll take that as a yes. Okay, thank you very much. Before we start the conversation, I'm going to pose this this question here. We start with Madame Stari. Do you think cancel culture is effective? I don't. You don't believe that it's effective? Can you elaborate on that? I don't think that it solves real problems and usually it's temporary and people go on to continue their careers maybe in different areas i don't think it's a real solution and that's why i don't support it so you think it doesn't work i think it can work but it's Isn't more like a band-aid on, on a big huge wound because most of the time it's a bigger problem than what people are they're kind of like isolating this one individual as the problem and they think, hey, if I cancel this person, it's going to solve that. But it's actually not going to solve the issue. Mr. Carlos, do you agree with her that cancel culture uh, is not effective? No. I mean, I think that it's effective in that, you know, in the, I mean, I'm, it's a new way to explain the phenomenon that a group of people are unhappy with someone and they lobby to get them fired, which has happened for a long time. And I think that there are a lot of, you know, circumstances where you would say that that was probably valid, like the Cuomo's come to, come to mind. Um, but I think that her larger point that as a tactic by people to solve problems, that going after specific people that might just happen to annoy you with what they've said in the past week is not effective. But I mean, you know, if there are people doing bad things and people want to get together and lobby, whether or not that's with advertisement dollars or that's just, you know, the viewers of television channels, that I think that's perfectly fine. Do you believe that cancel culture is in a fabric of our society? I hear you saying that, that this is something that people do come in together to get rid of something they don't like. So do you believe that this is something that's embedded in a society? I mean, I don't think that it's unique to American society. But I don't know how deeply embedded it is. I mean, I think that, you know, there is a certain fervor on social media platforms like Twitter that a lot of people can get a lot of momentum very quickly. And it appears like there's more people that want someone fired than there really is. Um, but I think, you know, it's certainly exacerbated by social media. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that it's in the fabric of, of human nature. Oh, human nature, not just our society. I agree with that, too. I mean, cancel culture, I think it's the same thing we've been doing. We've been canceling people for a long time now, like back to ancient times when witches were uh, cast out of their villages, you know, for saying or doing something that's wrong within society. So I think this is just normal human behavior. We just come up with a new word because it's now on social media. Okay, now let me let me uh, bring in Don Jorge here. Don Jorge, here. do you agree with what uh, Mr. Carlos is saying and what Madame Starry just agreed with, that cancel culture is, well, 
to quote Mr. Carlos, it's uh, human nature, not just in our society. Well, rarely enough, I actually agree with both sides in the sense that at times it can be and at times it cannot, it can't be effective as well. Um, as far as what it means, you know, in regards to the human condition, us as a social species, this is just something that we do, not to say whether or not it's right or wrong, but it is something that I would say is innate within social groups. And this is, you know, pretty ubiquitous across cultures and generations as well. I mean, you can bring it to like thinking of like the Amish and how they shun particular people out of their particular communities for doing things outside of what is acceptable. Like at the end of the day, we kind of have to define what exactly is cancel culture. And it's more along the lines of if I were going to, going to define it, society coming together and weeding out what it deems to be acceptable or unacceptable at the uh, at that particular juncture. And when you look at you know the things that people do get quote unquote canceled for, you can agree or disagree with whether or not you know it was right for them to be canceled for these sorts of things. But at the end of the day, it is an effective tool to kind of like weed out ideas or concepts books or anything or like behaviors in a particular society that the community has deemed to be unacceptable okay so i'm hearing a lot of agreement here from you guys is there a scenario where you anyone believes that cancel culture does not work well i would say that the only issue i can say i can have with today's you know interpretation of it because like Mr. Carlos had said, this is more of a modern interpretation of something that we've already already been doing and social media has just kind of exacerbated some of the things that we've kind of already done. But when you think about things like pulling up, pulling up someone's tweet from something that they said when they were a teenager years ago and using that against them to, you know, you know hold them hostage and, you know, socially and tell them that, like, you know, they should be fired from a particular position or ostracized from the group for something that they said a long time ago. It seems to me like there isn't necessarily a contingency plan that allows for humans to grow and learn from their past mistakes. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that if we don't allow people to learn and grow, then... I feel like we don't have an example that we can show like, hey, this person changed or hey, like you could become better, you know, and it's like a lot of people, we could put them down when if they had the opportunity to grow and become a better person, they would be able to do so. So I think that we all make mistakes and we all should be given that grace. But I think if you continue to make the same mistake over and over again and you haven't learned your lesson, then I do think that there should be some type of can cancellation in some cases. Okay. On that note, we're going to get straight into that conversation of Whoopi Goldberg. In the instance of Whoopi Goldberg, who is to say that this is the step she has to take towards reconciliation? If our, viewer, if our listeners don't know about the Whoopi Goldberg incident, she had some comments that have been viewed as anti-Semitic. So now my question is now, who is it the anti-Semitic uh, council or like the Jewish council? Who's to say that, hey, Whoopi has learned her lesson because now she's been suspended for two weeks. She's been given that, you know, kind of being canceled a little bit to, to learn her lesson. But how do we know when she's done learning? Who's to say that, hey, you know what? You got canceled. You can come back. You've learned your lesson. But I'm sorry. Well, that's my thing. I don't think cancel culture is, is so effective because it can actually 
cancel people from saying things that may need to be heard or just different perspectives. And I think that it can actually harm us in some ways. And just because, um, you know, majority of people think that what someone is saying or doing is wrong, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad or wrong. It may be just be different. So wait, know? before so, we continue, are you saying that her comments are not wrong? I'm saying there's a, there's a way that people have to have to express themselves, you know, and to shut someone down for expressing themselves is not necessarily a good thing because we can learn a lot from people if they feel free to speak their minds and express themselves. I feel like actions speak louder than words. So like if you are, um, you know, doing things, I mean, talking about stuff and ideas is, is good, but if you're taking actions that are actually hurting people, I think that's more significant than the words you say. Cause we say a lot of things that we don't actually mean in life, you know, and, um, I'm sure a lot of us w wish we could take back certain words and we didn't actually mean it. It could have been just in that moment. So I think the actions, the way that we live life and treat other people is more so holds more weight. So when it comes to Whoopi, you think that she should not have got canceled, suspended or had any repercussions for her speech? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mr. Carlos, what, what do you think when it comes to Whoopi and her anti-Semitic comments, who's to... Who's the judge to say when she's able to come back or when she's finished this sort of treatment? Who is the bailiff here? Um, NBC executives, right? The viewers on NBC. Oh, so not, not the people. NBC. So like, Well, you know, I mean, NBC executives are influenced by the viewers. But the judge, you know, and jury and executioner is... Her is the executives. I mean, it's her bosses. It's the C-suite level people at whatever network the view is on. So, I mean, ultimately, that's where it lies. But if they get lobbied by advertisers who threaten to pull, you know, $50 million contracts, then that's going to do it. So it's hard to know what actually does it. But, you know... Frankly, it's a free market. Like, we have to let people speak freely. This is America. I mean, like, in China, there is no cancel culture. Because if you say anything against the Chinese government anywhere, then you're canceled already by the Chinese government. They'll just take you away. <laughs> or everyone in the society will hate you. So, like, you know, we speak about cancel culture, but it's almost a privilege that we have by nature of free speech that people get angry about what other people say. And... Like, I mean, it's tough. I am a big advocate for free speech, but I'm also a big advocate for the free market. So it's ultimately going to be C-suite level decisions as to what happens with Wolfie. But frankly, I don't love her comments. But like, it doesn't matter what I think about her comments. Don Jorge, do you, what do you think about Go Goldberg's comments? Do you think that those were dangerous? I think that's a deeper conversation when you think about like implications about things like things that are said in ignorance because i think best case scenario when you want to when you really want to break down what she had said it is just an, it's an ignorant comment that can be easily fixed with you know just simple education about the history about what it went on this is but you she know doubled you, down on people, that the next day she doubled down on it in an interview with Colbert. I, no I, I i understand that it's just again the simple education about the history invo involved in these sorts of things. And I think a lot of the backlash is also indicative about people who are concerned that people who don't have an understanding of this, of the particular history and have a, a mindset that creates an erasure of the 
of the events that had transpired in such an event such as the Holocaust were going to be doomed to repeat it again. One of the most like one of the phrases I frequently say when talking to friends or anybody in regards to historical events that continue to happen to us today, history doesn't happen in a vacuum. So when you like when it comes like we as a society have a responsibility to be accurate when it comes to talking about history. Now with the comment that she made in regards to like, you know, the Holocaust not being a race thing, it is completely and utterly false. It, it absolutely was a race thing. And then you have to go into the deep, complex sociological aspects about how they looked at Jews as a separate race from whites at the particular time. And let's not forget about the amount of blacks that were killed during the Holocaust as well, that we don't necessarily talk about as in, in regards to this, because the Jews were probably the primary ones that were affected by that, because you know their numbers were decimated globally. But everybody else that the, the Nazi Germans can get their hands on were affected. Millions of blacks died in the Holocaust. Let us not forget that. I also kind of want to push back on the idea that she had gotten canceled. I mean, like, what to the two week suspension? And I mean, she's back on now. Uh, so, kind of like, what exactly do we mean by cancellation when it comes to this? I'm well, sure it just, com- it just comes off as of just comments she yeah. said because of public yes, uh, I think- backlash. It wasn't because she ran over somebody, she did anything physical. She lost her whole two week pay because of comments she just spoke out. Like they said, her free speech led to her losing her job for two weeks which is the and I'm, and I, go ahead we like we don't live in a world where and i feel as though like the internet has given us this weird sense that we can just say anything that we want without people having to you know the ability to react or you know feel a certain way about the things that you say and doing something in response to the things that you that you say like what kind of fantasy world do you do you think you live in if you feel as though that you can just say things without having people to like you know the, there's consequences to the things that you say and do like I, I don't necessarily understand that like this notion that we've kind of come across in the modern age and then just masking it under free speech not to say that anybody else here is doing that but i just see that as like a trend for some odd reason i would say that is cancel culture culture we don't have a time frame where saying hey you don't get paid for this long you know, it's not like two weeks or like five years. It's still the fact that uh, the fact that people were upset with her and then it impacted her career in a negative way. I think it's just it goes, it's like, time more so than this is cancel culture. It's not. It's the same action, just shorter time span. I just think then it comes, what exactly do we define to be cancel culture? Because when I think about cancel, I think of somebody like, Bill Cosby or R. Kelly or 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 the Weinsteins or Louis C.K. where there's a concerted effort to no longer support this person, both made by public and institutions. Think about Colin Kaepernick being blackballed by the NFL. Think of Sinead O'Connor after the SNL thing. Think about the Red Scare and how uh, any suspected sympathizers of communism were blackballed from Hollywood movies. And this generally affected their entire well-beings in the workforce of the of you know where the where they you know decide to make a living whoopi goldberg so, is not affected by well we don't this know how much slightest. she is affected not yet. so where you defining cancel culture by the impact of the cancellation so let's say the public outcry what if somebody mean? is effectively canceled then it's like we don't it's almost as if like they don't exist anymore like well, they are almost rem- we still hear our kelly music you make it yes, argue. and there's also yeah. a concert, but there's also a concerted effort to get those those songs removed from streaming uh, uh, platforms. Okay, 
Now let's go to Mr. Carlos. Uh, I would be more in the camp that it is a cancellation, just because it followed a lot of the same, you know, playbook that people got outraged on Twitter, and then they got to advertisers, and then they got to the execs, and then they tried to quell it down with the suspension. But everybody's still talking about it, so you know, I mean, it just looks like the classic cancellation type of thing. Um, I mean, I'm not like shedding any tears for her, but it does look like a cancellation. Although, you know, like frankly, there's a very famous comedian out in LA. His name is Crystalia, and he got accused of some very nasty things. And like, he's back in the comedy scene and kind of been welcomed back with open arms. So sometimes. You know, and it's happened before, and it's you know, you know, it's going to happen many times in the future that you just require people to take one or two years off, and that's kind of your punishment, and that's kind of your jail in cancel culture lingo, and then they can come back. I mean, like there's a very famous radio show out of New York that I like to still watch sometimes called the Opie and Anthony Show, and they got canceled. I mean, they were taken off the radio for two years. They were suspended a couple times. And that was long before cancel culture was spoken about in the way it is now. But I don't think it's wrong necessarily that you cancel people. Like if canceling people is just taking them out of the public eye because people now find them distasteful for something that they said, I mean that's fine. That's kind of the free market speaking. If people are not going to be willing to watch the View if Whoopi's on it, then they can't have her on it. That society in general, like. We like again society on aggregate deciding what we want, what we deem to be acceptable and unacceptable, and sometimes the unacceptable well, things just get weeded it's out. Not society, because it's not like there's a like it's not a no, democracy. Like no, 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 it's money. It, it's no, not Mr. society. It, it's money. Mr. Carlos, I'm not saying this in disagreement to you. I'm just saying this in a broader sense. We've always been doing this from a social level as well. I think that the characteristic trait of cancel culture. Would have to be that on social media, a very few amount of people make a lot of noise, and so it appears like a large segment of society, and therefore maybe your market, is unhappy with you. My question here is:、um, it doesn't seem to be the organizations that are canceling people, but it seems to be people on social media, maybe a small sect on social media. And I use Rogan for example, because the way that this cancellation is being tried、uh, tried to happen is based on the fact that somebody put together a bunch of clips together, and now we outrage. Like there's actually legitimate outrage about it, which is right. But if we look at the way it started, it kind of seems to be motivated, where it's like, hey, it wasn't just somebody finding an episode and saying, look at this. It's somebody actually going out to. To cancel him. So my question, the Rogan thing here is that who cancels people? Is it the small sect of people on social media, or is it the employer, as we had said before? Well, I mean, the one who make who ultimately makes the decision is the employer. But often, the reason why it's brought to their attention in the first place is because of very small but vocal voices. But I think that if we're going to try to strive towards freedom. Then we have to let people make these montages 
put them out in the public sphere. And then, you know, frankly, we kind of have to battle it out. And whether or not that's with advertiser dollars or whether or not that's people on Reddit or whatever it is. I mean, I think what, what the witch doctor said in the beginning that having that letting everyone have it out, letting everyone put their thoughts in the public sphere is the best thing. And then we can decide uh, generally as a community, you know, what we think of certain people and what we think of certain ideas. So you're saying that it would have been best to let Joe Rogan keep going along saying the N-word over and over again and let no. people check him? <laughs> Choose no. words wisely, Mr. Carlos. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> well, okay, you know what, actually? Um, I mean, as a personal thing, you know, I don't mind that much. Uh, in his public persona and in his public platform, I don't think it's wise and maybe this is a good wake-up call for him but it doesn't make that much of a difference i mean it's not like i mean he speaks for three hours on every episode and i think on average if you take the average he says it like once every 40 episodes so it's not like he's saying it often what do you say to that madam star he's saying so if if you know his, his actions are not going to harm his audience that he's appealing to let it just be out there and let those who don't like him tune out. Um, first, I would just say that a lot of people say the N-word and that I think it's, I mean, I don't like it, but a lot of people said he's not the first, he's not the last. And even behind closed doors, <laughs> it's very common um, that <laughs> white people even say this sometimes behind when black people are not around, you know? It's just <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. It, oh my God. I've been called that word so many times and it's just like hearing conversations of white people they still use that word to describe black people like so he's not doing anything different i'm saying this is normal and canceling him is not going to change anything it's not effective and i feel like to me honestly for me personally i i don't feel outrage anymore when i hear that word because i know it doesn't make a difference that word but what to me would make a difference as a black person is you know trying to create laws that protect black people and prevent racism and things like this, you know, so actual solutions. So you don't believe that canceling or highlighting the fact that Joe Rogan said the N word is a part of a solution to racism? Not at all. It's not going to change anything. But he has a big audience. He has it doesn't like, matter. He has probably, over... probably a lot of them say that word all the time. So then wouldn't someone argue that canceling the guy who says this make the audience wake up and say, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this? No. Okay, Don Jorge, what do you say to that? <laughs> Let's just say this, okay? When it comes to somebody like Joe Rogan, people that have an issue with, you know, that two-minute compilation of all the times he's used that word and so on, are probably not listening to him anyway. So, like, when you think about... Here's what I was going to get at to begin with. When you get think about cancel culture, it is more of an exercise in power, whether it be power in the institutions or power that comes from the people and the majority of people who have a say in like, you know, you know, where the money pretty much comes from. And from what I'm seeing in this whole entire situation, we're kind of at an impasse where like, sure, if there's a, make no mistake about it, Spotify is not getting rid of Joe Rogan because he's their $100 million investment. Okay. So no matter what happens, unless his audience 
just decides because of you know the things that we are now privy to regarding you know his usage of that word or any other of the things that he does decide that okay it's no longer worth rocking with him anymore and then they just kind of go away there's absolutely no chance that spotify or any platform that like well, since spotify he's spotify exclusive they're not going to get rid of him so my thing is okay what exactly do we want here i mean if um what's it artists want to put pressure on the spotify the platform by removing their catalogs from spotify and going elsewhere with it and using that to apply pressure and fine i guess i mean everybody has their right to kind of do what they want to kind of apply pressure to the situation and so on but as far as like it if the if the if you think the idea of like like you know muffling his you know microphone and getting him off the platform is a way to kind of like you know silence racism no i think this is another limp idea of just sweeping it under the rug because he'll just move somewhere else get a bag somewhere else and follow his audience somewhere else i mean if you want to make change in a society regarding like racism it's gonna have to start from the ground level as well do you believe that people can be truly canceled we know about bill cosby we know about r kelly they have been publicly canceled another example hitler we can all agree in an extent that Hitler is canceled societally where it's like, hey, his views are kind of frowned upon. But do you believe that truly we can cancel a person to the fact that we can say that in 20 years, there's not going to be another Hitler that comes about because we've, we've eliminated the Hitler virus or we've eliminated the Cosby virus or we've eliminated the R. Kelly virus? I don't believe that. I, I think ideas... I mean, everyone who is being canceled, it's for their ideas. It's really the idea that we don't like, you know? So it's like anyone can have that idea and that idea could grow or be in somebody else. So it's not, that's why I don't really find it as effective. So you say you can't get rid of a bad idea? I don't, I think every idea can always exist, um, you know? And I, I think that that's why it's important to have actual solutions like laws in place and things like this. So that we have actual uh, legal system. But that you we can't can cancel on. an idea. No, I don't think you can. You, you can cancel a person, but you can't cancel an idea. Yeah. Marxism will be with us forever. Sadly. <laughs> I mean, you can cancel people. Like, I mean, I don't think Governor Cuomo is going to be back. Like, I could have an- add another prominent black name, OJ Simpson. I mean, yeah. like, you could see him at a restaurant in LA, but he's not going to any galas. He's not going to any, you know, notable public parties because nobody wants to be seen with him i mean he's effectively canceled oj's effectively canceled but he has uh what he's on instagram he's on twitter he has a following so did we actually cancel oj if there's still people who believe in oj you can't get money off of those things that's the thing he can't go to any sort of prominent network or he was an actor for the whole incident you believe that oj cannot get an acting job in a few years no, no, I don't think I'll see LJ in any major movies ever again. What if he there is oh. no way that anybody hires OJ in a film that costs more than thirty-five dollars to produce. But what if he started his own thing? <laughs> people just wanted to watch it just because OJ did something. I would watch it, not necessarily because yeah. I like him or support uh, him, but I'm curious. Is- at the end of the day, similar to what uh, Mr. Carlos would say, if the market wants it, then sure. But it doesn't seem like, like sure, you may want to, but I don't think there's just a big enough demand in the market to say, like, hey, we need to get OJ back on the screen. Is there a, uh, is there a point that we can 
we can agree that we need to cancel people to a point where they're only seen as nothing but guilty. I wouldn't necessarily say things like OJ, but like they're probably like, you know, certain institutions that we can probably excise from society. Like, uh, I don't know, the Catholic Church. That would be great if we can cancel the Catholic Church. Okay. Why don't we cancel the Catholic Church? Okay, that entire that big old pedophile ring that I am shameless to be on the record to say that, yes, that is a multi-billion dollar pedophile ring that for some odd reason still has a place in our society. And yet for some odd reason, we have not canceled it, despite the numerous, numerous, numerous cases of them molesting children and then hiding the priests and shuffling them around only for them to molest again. That is something that we should, as a society, get rid of, cancel completely. But we don't. Okay, so I see that. So you were saying that a Catholic church is one thing that you would be in agreement that the whole... You know, everybody should be on the same page about this. Absolutely. But like, you know, I also know that the human condition is also full of hypocrisy as well. So like, I'm not going to hang my hat on it, but I feel as though as an ideal, yeah, it should be canceled. Okay, Madam Starry? Um, I feel like the stuff that we're mad about now, a lot of it, um, not all of it, but a lot of it is kind of like wasteful energy. Is there an idea that you can see that totally deserves canceling? Um, I think that, well, for one thing, I think it'd be great since um, we're talking about Joe Rogan before, you know, if there's there's issues regarding Black people. I mean, a lot of Black people have died recently for no reason, and I think there's no laws being made about that. So we should cancel racism? We should look into maybe... Ah, <laughs> uh, that was coming. No, I'm saying we should look into, like... The cancel police, police brutality? We should look into the system there and cancel, you know, like... Um, even similar to the church, like the people who are doing this thing at the top, like so, just go down the So ranks. he's talking about the Catholic Church. Yeah. You're talking about police brutality. That's yeah. when you want cancer. Yeah. Okay. And also not just that the legal system, like the, it, it, it's racist. There's a lot of racism in there. Like just for example, uh, black men receive uh, 20% longer sentences than white men for the same crime. And that's ridiculous. How? And it's like, to me, these things are th things that actually matter. Like some guy saying the N word, it, it, it wasn't even in really a hateful way. And we're so angry. Can we use that anger to actually make changes for black people? That's all I want. Mr. Carlos here. Is there, so, uh, back to you, is there uh, an idea, a person or something that you truly believe that deserves to be canceled or if it was to cancel would be beneficial for society? No, I mean, I'm pretty happy that we can have all these ideas that we don't burn books and that some ideas are just considered unacceptable or, you know, repugnant. And that if you hold them, then you're generally ostracized from society. So, no, I mean, I'm pretty happy that we can have these ideas and hash them out. I don't think that ideas should be canceled, just that they should be denounced and that those denouncements should be well-reasoned, I guess. So what, what is one idea that you would denounce right now or you believe that people should denounce now or in the future? Uh, communism. <clears throat> communism. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking Russian communism, Chinese communism, or Canadian communism? <laughs> um, I'd be happy to denounce all oh. forms. <laughs> there you have it folks our guests have spoken thank you to madame starry the witch doctor 
Don Jorge and Mr. Carlos for gracing us with your presence to have this discussion. What do you think about this, folks? Let us know your comments on our Instagram page at LMTMS8. Join us on Patreon for the full clip of this episode, as well as exclusive content like interviews, 